Welcome to Finding Freedom with Inspire Wellness. I'm Gemma, a body image and food freedom coach, anti-diet advocate, and your ultimate hype girl. I'm here to empower you with inspiration, education, and motivation so that you can start living as your happiest and healthiest self, whatever that means to you. I spent years struggling with food, my body, and my mental health until I finally found freedom. Now I'm on a mission to make sure that nobody goes through what I did and to burn diet culture to the ground while I'm at it. I'm obsessed with helping women to ditch the diets, love their bodies, feel confident AF, create sustainable habits, improve their mindset and become their next level selves. So what are we waiting for? Let's do this. Hello and welcome back. Let's talk lies. We are talking lies today. I feel like this is one of my favorite topics to talk about. I love myth busting. I love uncovering the BS that we have been taught by everyone. So let's dive in. Today, I'm going to be giving you five lies that have been perpetuated by society, the media, Instagram, people around us, all of that kind of thing, but they're all complete BS. And these are holding you back from being confident in your body and truly accepting yourself, which is what we all want to do, right? That's why we're here. That's why we listen to this podcast. So be held back no longer. I'm going to give you the lies. Let's go. So the first lie, and this is one, probably the biggest one is weight loss or fitting into the beauty standard ideal will make you happy. Oh, this is probably, this is the biggest one. I think, I think this is the biggest one out there and it is the most frustrating to me because everyone believes it. And it's not true. Because if you aren't happy at a size 18, you're not going to be happy at a size eight. Because body image is internal. Body image has nothing to do with what we look like. So let me give you an example. And this is one of my favorite examples to give because it illustrates it so well. So when you're 18 years old, you look at a photo of yourself and you're like, "Ugh, gross. I hate my body. I look awful. That's disgusting. Yuck. Then you get to like 22 And you look back at a photo of you at 18 and you're like, oh my God, I look so good. I look great there. What was I complaining about? I wish I looked like that now. Then you get to 28 and you look at a photo of yourself at 22 and you're like, why did I hate myself? I look so nice. Like, I wish I had that body. See, the cycle continues. If body image was about what we looked like, we would have been happy at 18. We would have been happy at 22. We would have been happy with them. But that's the thing. It's not about what we look like. It's internal. It's not external. So for me, when I lost weight, when I got to my goal body, I wasn't happy. I was happier in some ways. Like I was proud of my progress. I wanted to show off my weight loss and talk about it to anyone who'd listen. I'm very sorry. Anyone who knew me at that time. I liked wearing different clothes that I felt like I couldn't have worn before. All of that kind of thing. And I hate to admit this, but like I did think at that time that losing weight made me a better person and it was something to brag about. Like I was smug. I wanted to show off that I was this disciplined person, this motivated person, like bleh, gross. I hate that. I hate that. That's what I was like. And yes, I liked the look of my body more than I had before. I'm not going to say I didn't like, of course I did, because that was the body that I had been told by society was worthy and attractive and desirable. But my happy was never happy. I still didn't like my body. In fact, I was probably more self-conscious because I was so much more focused on it. I was thinking about it all of the time. And in fact, like having my goal body was actually probably the start of my lowest, unhappiest period because it pushed me deeper into an unhealthy relationship with food 
And I was so deep in the zone of punishing my body, like beating it into submission, making it look a certain way every single day. That is what all of my attention was around. So I thought that I would have been happy when I reached my goal, right? I was so convinced. I was like, yep, once I hit it, I'll be happy. Things will be great. I should have been happy if body image was about what you looked like. Like I had the body I'd always wanted. I looked quote unquote great, but it wasn't enough because it will never be enough when you're focusing on the external of changing your body. You're never going to be happy. You're never going to actually love your body. So for most people who are focused on intentionally changing their bodies, they're not absolutely stoked with everything else in their lives and about themselves with just this like one tiny little thing getting in the way of their happiness. The way your body looks is just one small part of you, one small part of your life and changing it isn't going to magically fix everything else. So if there are other things going on in your life, if there are other reasons why you are unhappy, it's not just the way that your body looks, because I'm telling you now, it's not. Even if you think it is, there is something deeper than that. There is a confidence issue. There is a self-worth issue. There is a self-love issue. There is emotional issues. There is something else going on. So just changing the way that your body looks doesn't magically fix that, doesn't cure everything, doesn't make everything else wonderful. And a really good example of this is in people who get weight loss surgery. So studies show that up to 30% of people who get weight loss surgery are very dissatisfied or dissatisfied with the results. And I see this all the time on Instagram. Like I see posts all the time from people who say that they're still struggling with their body image, despite having made the change that was meant to make them feel happy in their bodies, that was meant to make them love themselves, that was meant to make them feel confident all of these things that they thought changing the way their body looked would give them. And that's not actually the case because what's happening for people who are experiencing this is you're chasing happiness or confidence, but instead of working on those things directly, you're working on this external thing off to the side and you're just hoping fingers crossing that the result, that that results in happiness and confidence. So why not cut out the middleman? Why not cut out this chasing the weight loss to become happy and confident. Why not just focus on happiness and confidence? Then you're actually guaranteed to get results. Lie number two is that liking your body is a goal to tick off. And I think that a lot of us have probably fallen into this trap before. We put it on, I know, I know for myself, like I always had like my body on my goals for the year. Like it was something I could just reach and be done with it. And so many of us do it. We go, yep, that's our goal, like the body. And we act like, okay, if we could just tick it, that it's done then it'll just stay and I won't have to worry about it. I won't have to think about it. But in actual fact, liking your body is actually a practice. So this is something I still have to practice. And yes, it is so much easier than it used to be, but it's still a practice. I still have to question myself sometimes. I still have to check in occasionally and see where I'm at. I still have to sometimes bring myself out of moments where I'm down. It's not just a matter of, well, you tick the box and done, You never have a crappy day again. You never look in the mirror and go, oh, ever again. No, that's not how it works. You still have to practice. You still have to, like I said, check in with yourself a lot of the time. So like, for example, I'm on a running thing at the moment. I'm loving running. But I've had a few times where I've had all these thoughts about, well, running would probably be easier if I was in a smaller body. It would probably be easier if I was a size 12 or something like that than it is in my body that I'm in right now. I have those thoughts. And then when I do, I have to just check in with myself and go, okay, hang on. But what about all this other stuff you're ignoring? Is being in a smaller body to make running easier worth it for all the stress, all the anxiety, all the awful 
things that came along with trying to be in a smaller body. Can I run in a bigger body? Yeah, I can. And no, it's not worth it. So there we go. Pull myself out of it. You see? Also, like when I started pole dancing, I was one of the biggest people in the class and I did feel self-conscious in the beginning and I was comparing myself to others. And for me, that was a bit of a like, oh, hang on a second. You've done all this work. You're in a really good place. Like, why are these feelings coming up? Because it's not a goal to tick off, because it's a practice, because things still sometimes come up and that's okay. You just have to check in, bring yourself out. Sometimes you just have to practice pulling yourself back to that current version of you. Because there's no concrete finish line where you can just be done with it. Every level has another devil. That's one of my favorite sayings. There are always going to be things that come up. There are always going to be new challenges, new things to work through. Absolutely. Like I said, it is so much easier than in the beginning. In the beginning, you've got like a million devils. But as you go on, there's less, less and less devils as you go on. But they are still there. They do still come up. They do still jump out of the shadows and ambush you every now and then. So it does get so much easier, so much easier. I promise you. So get through the start with the million devils. If that's where you're at right now, you can get through it. And I promise you it gets easier. Or maybe you are someone who is in that space. Who's like, I'm not quite there yet. I haven't ticked the goal off because that's what you feel like you need to do. Just know there's still going to be devils, right? You just have to get past them. Okay. The third lie that you have been told by everyone is that you can quote unquote, fix your body image by using affirmations. So when people go on a self-love or a body acceptance journey and they've realized that it's not actually all about changing the way you look in the mirror or losing weight to be able to get to that point, like we've spoken about before, the go-to tool that everyone seems to use is generally affirmations. Now I like affirmations. I teach affirmations in the confidence code and I also use them with my one-on-one coaching clients. But the power that we give to affirmations to change our life is wild and it is so overstated. So you might have tried affirmations in the past and felt like they didn't really do anything for you. So maybe you thought that they were just this silly little fluffy tool that doesn't work, or maybe you thought there was something wrong with you if they don't work for you. But here's the thing, standing in front of the mirror and saying, I am beautiful, I am beautiful, I am beautiful 87 times in a row is not going to make you love yourself if your brain instantly goes, (laughs) yeah, right. Are you joking? Like, look at you. Halloween must be coming early. Ew. So instead of having this positive effect All that's going to do is highlight what you perceive as lacking and put even more distance between you and achieving this goal of loving your body. So if affirmations are all that you're doing on that self-love journey, you're wasting your time. There are so many things that you need to do before affirmations. And if you haven't done the mindset work beforehand, you're just paying lip service and you're not actually doing the work. So this is why I don't even speak about affirmations until the eighth lesson of the confidence code. Before we even mention affirmations, we've done the deep mindset work. We've spoken about our paradigms, our subconscious mind, our limiting beliefs, our negative self-talk, our identity, our vision, and so much more. Because if you don't do that deep inner work, then affirmations just become this fluffy little surface level solution that don't do shit. (laughs) So if you want to love and accept your body and you haven't dived deep into those things that I just mentioned, if you aren't yet nailing those things and truly reprogramming your subconscious mind, you're wasting your time and you won't get to where you need to go for a really, really long time. And if you're like, what the heck is all of that and how do I do it? Pause this episode, go to the link in the show notes and book a free mini coaching session and I will help you get started. The fourth lie is that body acceptance is only okay if you're in a smaller body and healthy. 
Okay, nothing grinds my gears more than people being made to feel like they are not worthy of or allowed to focus on body acceptance until they look a certain way. It is such a stupid concept that undermines the entire premise of body acceptance and body neutrality. Like the entire point of it is that all bodies are worthy of love and respect and acceptance. And yet we're made to feel like we have to conform before we're even allowed to have that. So a while ago, I was chatting to a woman in the DMs about her struggles and how she could relate to a lot of what I speak about. And she told me that she agreed that it was so sad that so many women can't accept themselves as they are and that there are plenty of beautiful women who needed to do that work to uncover that self-acceptance and to be able to see that about themselves. But then she said that it wasn't relevant for her because she had an apron belly and no amount of self-love would take that away. And it really made me, with love, frustrated because I wanted to be like, but that's the entire point. You aren't excluded from loving yourself or accepting yourself because you have an apron belly. You aren't excluded from loving and accepting yourself because you have big thighs or saggy boobs or because you're a size 30 or you have scars or whatever. Body acceptance isn't just for people who have the societal ideal body, but can't see it. Body acceptance is for everyone. So when we feel this way, like we're excluded from body acceptance because of a certain flaw or something we're insecure about, we accept it. We think, okay, that's not for me. I can't love and accept myself. We don't even try to change our mindset or work on that deep self-love because we feel like that's not available to us. And what a waste that is. Like, oh my God, what a waste. Because it is available to all of us and we can all start working on body acceptance right now without needing to wait until we look or feel a certain way. And the other part of that is body acceptance is great. As long as you're healthy, that's all that matters. But no, 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 because health doesn't actually matter. (laughs) Controversial. But you can still accept your body, even if it's not healthy, because nobody owes the world health. While yes, it is a great thing to strive for. And I personally want to be healthy. And I know that a lot of people do. It's also not a prerequisite for being worthy or for being happy with yourself. So people who don't really care about their health don't deserve any less than other people. They don't deserve less rights. They don't deserve everyone else inputting their own opinions into how they should live their life. And they aren't any less of a person. Like as long as they're not hurting anyone else, it's their own body. They can do with it what they please. If they don't care about being healthy, whatever. Like that's not my problem. That's not anyone else's problem except their own. They're still allowed to love and accept their body if that's what they choose. So just because it's not the choice that you would make or I would make, it doesn't mean that we have any right to dictate what someone else can or can't do or what they should or shouldn't do. So to reiterate, everyone deserves body acceptance. No exceptions, no ifs, ands, or buts. And the final lie, lie number five, is if you still have negative thoughts about your body, you're not there yet. So this is just setting yourself up for failure. (laughs) If you believe this lie, if you buy into this lie, You're setting yourself up for failure by thinking like this, because having this expectation makes improving your body image so much harder because it's unrealistic. And you think that you're failing if you still have negative thoughts popping up. But in actual fact, those negative thoughts, that inner bitch is never going to go away. You are always still going to have thoughts, kind of like we discussed a little bit before in one of the other lines. You're always still going to have thoughts popping up. They're still going to show up. There will be less. Absolutely but they're still going to show up. It's never going to go away. So the inner bitch is what I call the negative voice in your head, because I think it's really great to separate ourselves from her. So framing that voice as the inner bitch rather than my inner negative self-talk, 
it helps you to be like, "Mm, actually, that's not me. That's not a part of me. And it makes it easier to stop listening to her. So I like to name them, which I've absolutely spoken about on this podcast before. I love to separate yourself from that inner bitch by naming her. So mine is called Frida so that I can say Effa Frida when she pops up. And it's like she's this separate person to me. It's not a part of me. It's not a part of who I am. It's someone else. It's someone else's voice. And I get to choose whether I listen to someone else's voice or not. If that voice is saying things that I don't want to hear, that I don't want to believe, I don't have to listen. So naming your voice can be a really helpful way to help you get that separation because you get to choose what you take on board. And also you get to choose what you don't take on board. So separate yourself so you don't have to listen to her. Make that choice. But like I said, mine still comes up. That voice still pops up sometimes. I still get those little negative niggles sometimes popping up. But most of the time, instead of having to identify with it, instead of letting it get me down, instead of having to like really work really hard to not identify with it, it's kind of a bit more of an automatic process now. I can shut her down automatically. So she could pop up, she could say something and I can be like, "Mm, no, thank you, not for me. And then move on with my day. I don't have to sit there and identify with it and get sucked in and start spiraling and start thinking all of and believing all of these negative things about myself. That's not how it works. However, if I do shut her down and then she keeps coming up, then I know that that's a bit of time for me to do some self-analysis. Like what's going on? Why am I feeling this way? Why is she hanging around and what do I need to do to distance myself? But most of the time, nine times out of 10, it just automatically goes away. I automatically go, no, thank you. That's not mine. I don't listen to it. So I need you to understand that if you are someone who is further along in your body acceptance, body confidence journey, and you're still having negative thoughts, it doesn't mean that you're not there yet. It doesn't mean that you are not confident. It doesn't mean that you don't actually accept and love yourself. It just means you're a human. (laughs) Just means you're a human who still has this voice in her head because that is totally normal. So those are my five lies. Now, what I want you to do is I want you to go away and actually think about each of these five things. Think about how they apply to where you're at right now. Like, are there any that you're buying into or that you now know that you need to shift to create change within yourself and to start feeling better in your body? Are there any that you feel stuck on? So, for example, maybe you logically know that losing weight won't make you happy, but deep down, there's still this little part of you that's like, "Mm, yeah, but I'm pretty sure it will. My point here is I don't want you to just consume information and like listen to it and have it go in one ear and out the other. And then never actually do anything about it. Because when we do that, nothing changes. When we just listen, but we don't action, nothing changes. And we want things to change. I want things to change for you. I want you to have that full self-love, that body acceptance, that body confidence, all of that good stuff. So one piece of action that you could take would be downloading my free Building Body Acceptance mini course. So this is a self-paced program with three lessons and four bonus resources, which is going to give you the tools that you need to build your body acceptance and start appreciating your body exactly as it is right now. And the best bit, you can grab it for exactly $0.00 and zero cents at the link in the show notes. So head over there, download that, go away, think about these lies, think about what you need to work on, start taking some action, start getting it done. And I'll see you next week.